It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I just won't get, I just didn't give up. I didn't so much look for anything, to be honest with you. I just kind of went through life, regular, you know, mediocre, you know, very mediocre life, go to work, come home, until something stood out for me, right? I didn't look for the next thing. I didn't look up ways to make money. I didn't do any of that. I just wanted it to come to me naturally, just like icons came to me in somewhat areas of entertainment. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna save my money, put my money up, and when that time comes, I'll, I'll be ready. Hopefully, I'll, I'll recognize what God is telling me. Welcome to the Share the Wealth Show, where minority professionals can learn to escape the racial wealth gap and catapult themselves into abundance. Your host, Nicole Pendergrass, grew her net worth from being negative to multiple six figures. Join her on her investigative mission to expose secret strategies of the wealthy so we can all have the tools needed to build the life and legacy we were created to possess. Now it's time for the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Share the Wealth Show. This is the show where we discuss strategies on how to grow, build, and protect minority wealth. And today we're going to do something a little different. We actually have a ton of great episodes in our archives. Since the inception of the show, I had the pleasure of talking to so many phenomenal people, and I want their information and the strategies and tips and mindset that they have to be shared with the world, and I don't want it to be buried in the past, right? So today is Flashback Friday Featured Edition. And I hope you enjoyed the message from one of our previous guests because it's really so impactful and you need to take a listen. We'll see you next time for our regularly scheduled episodes, but stay tuned for today. Hey, welcome back to the Share the Wealth Show. Today's episode with Jarjane Bayer. You guys have to listen to the whole thing. I'll have her bio in the show notes, but ultimately she is a serial entrepreneur and has really faced so many difficulties and, and roadblocks in her journey. And she never stopped. She always would, you know, looking or not even looking, but letting that next thing come to her and speak to her. And then she, the ultimate thing is she would take action and she would learn as much as she can. And then she would implement and she would jump in. She would ask the question and she would just do it. She was not her scared to invest in herself, right? And to do that next thing. So we talk about, I can't even give away all the things that we talk about, but let me just tell you, she has a nine to five currently. She is now has enough income to replace her W-2 salary, but she's still working. 
And she has a plan to slowly step out of it, but she's been using her job and leveraging that to be able to get her into these other businesses and entrepreneurship ventures that she's been doing. And so I'm just telling you that there's no excuse if you have a job and you still are not making enough income at your job to invest and grow that and build it and do that next thing and ultimately give you that freedom that you need to have options in life. There's no reason that you can't implement some strategy. You, sometimes you have to look for it. Sometimes it'll fall in your lap, but you have to keep an open mind and have that kind of willingness to step out on faith and do it. Just get it done. Learn as much as you can, but don't let the education make you get analysis paralysis and not actually move forward with an opportunity. Invest in yourself. Jump in, get it done. If something happens, maybe you just need to pivot. Maybe that's not the business for you. But ultimately, you can find that thing that's going to help you and catapult you to the next level financially. And then that will give you the freedom to do whatever you need to do in life to enjoy life and live life to the fullest. So if anything, this is a story of inspiration. It's a story where she actually gives tips. She gives the actual resources that she used that you can actually go in and look at yourself and decide if that's for you. The businesses that she does, especially the last two we talked about, are great ways to build up that side passive income and kind of showing you how to even get it set up and to be able to do that while you have your W-2 until you can eventually step away. So if that's what you're looking to do, then you need to tune in, listen to the whole episode, and pick up all the gems that Ardrajane drops today. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the Share the Wealth Show, where we talk about strategies on how to build, grow, and protect minority wealth. And here with us today is Ardrajane Bayer. How are you doing? I'm so excited to have you on today's episode. Um, just tell us a little bit about your background and then we'll jump into what you're doing. You're, you are like a jack of all trades. You have everything going on. And so I'm going to try to get as much information from you as possible in this time period. But people need to listen up and hear what you got to say because your hustle is nonstop. Let's go. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yo, Nicole, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for inviting me to your platform and just having me here to share what I know about what I do. So briefly, my name is Arjuna Bayer. I am like a serial entrepreneur, right? It's just, uh, it's, yeah, right? <laughs> For everyone that's listening, I just, I have a shirt that says entrepreneur on. Entrepreneur. Everyone who's listening, I was pointing to that. So go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's no problem. I am a serial entrepreneur and I also have a nine to five, right? I've been in my career for about 18 years now. Uh, Con Edison, New York. I'm an engineering inspector for Con Edison in New York City. Anybody, you know, a, the utility company of New York, and I'm sure everybody heard about it. And since then, I've just been kind of, even before then, when I was in college, I just actually wanted to be in business. Didn't know anything about business, didn't major in business, didn't even minor in business, right? I just knew that I wanted to have storefronts. It's the best way to, to kind of explain what I wanted as, as, a, as a teenager. But I didn't really know how to do it. But it's always been something that I wanted. And before I get into it, is that, is that enough background for you? Oh, yeah, that's good. So, okay, from you wanting storefronts as, you know, a teen in, in college and, being, and not even actually majoring or minoring in business or entrepreneurship or anything like that, 
what was your first foray into being an entrepreneur or having a business or a side hustle? What was the first thing you did? The first thing I did was I started an entertainment company with a good friend of mine in college. We are two kids from New York. I'm not really into the party scene, but he was. And we used to sit down and just build all the time. Just, oh, I just wish that he could go to a nice party and was what he ex wanted it to be when he was in New York City. We're in Buffalo at this point. We had Sony at Buffalo. And he's like, yeah, I just kind of want to change things up here. I'm like, okay, tell me more. You know, what's the plan? And, you know, we go into it. And then he's like, I got some artists. I want to put some money behind some artists. Now we're two starving college kids. <laughs> he has the know-how on how to manage talent. Right? I don't. I was just learning. So we, we got together and we created Aries Entertainment. He's an Aries. I'm a Taurus. We went with Aries Entertainment. It's kind of his name. I kind of liked it. Had a good ring to it. And we started Aries Entertainment in Buffalo, New York. And we started throwing parties, having events, managing talent. Um, and that lasted probably about as long as his college career lasted, which was about a year. <laughs> okay. Wait, let me interject there real quick. So one thing that I know people may have an issue with, thinking about partnering with someone who has a skill set, but not knowing what your skill set is or your value add into that partnership would be. So what was it about you or what you could bring to the table that made him want to partner with you? You know, I'll be honest with you. I, could, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, we're so young. Right. And it is just like two people that got along, two people that had a great friendship and we wanted to do something together. You know, I didn't know what it took to actually um, find a partner in business at that time. Mm -hmm. I just thought it just sounds great. Let's just do it. It probably wasn't the best business decision for both of us. <laughs> right. It really wasn't. I wasn't into the entertainment business, although I, but my major was communications. Right. So I was in the video production aspect of it, right? And I wanted to do videos. I wanted to do music videos. I wanted to direct movies. Like, that was my thing. Okay. Um, so I didn't really know what I could bring. I didn't know what value out ad I had. And I, like, reflect now. I don't think I brought anything to the table. I didn't, <laughs> like, I, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not a party goer. I'm, I'm really not. I didn't party in the city. And I damn sure wasn't partying in Buffalo. So... I didn't do that. Managing talent, because I love music, is kind of where I, I shine at. But it was more dance hall, reggae, and I'm American. Well, I'm Panamanian, but, you know, I, it, that wasn't my music of choice. It wasn't okay. my genre. I, okay. I, so it was his thing. So I kind of just supported him, actually. Okay. Right? And he brought, you know, situations to me, and we kind of just discussed it together as a unit. But ultimately, it was more his thing than it was mine. Okay. To be honest with you. to build wealth with real estate? Are you all tapped out on YouTube University and ready to get help tailored to your specific situation and goals? Have you always known that you are a little different from the crowd, that you never liked following the status quo, and that you're just tired of living in mediocrity? You want to build wealth on your own terms outside of Wall Street? Well, you know, then maybe the Microfamily Mavericks mentorship program can help with that. It's a community where I handhold you through the process of buying your first small commercial multifamily building because not everyone is ready for 100 units out the gate. Why multifamily? Because it gives your rental income a hedge against vacancy. Imagine what happens when your single family rental tenant leaves, right? 
Now, why commercial five plus units? Because you have much more control over increasing the building's value in the commercial space, and then in turn, increasing your own net worth. Starting small is a stepping stone to so much more, because then you can tap that equity and buy another building and another and another, and you get the point. So increasing your cash flow and your ability to be job optional along the way. It's all a part of the journey. So if you think big, but you want to start small, and if you know multifamily real estate is a way for you to open the door to building a life of freedom, abundance, and legacy, but you just need someone to guide you step-by-step, and you want to be surrounded by other people on the same journey, doing the same thing, then just click the link in the show notes to find out a little bit more about the Microfamily Mavericks, and I look forward to potentially seeing you on the inside. So now back to the show. So lesson that I'm going to interject there, I should have a puppet that says lesson. But anyway, (laughs) just if anyone is out there thinking about how they can get started and you don't know what your value is or you don't know what skill set you can bring to the table, it's all about relationships. It doesn't matter what business, real estate, I talk about a lot and we'll get into that. And that's definitely a relationship business, but any business is a relationship business. So you could just be really good friends with someone and you could have these wants and desires and talk about building with them. And then they get an opportunity and they want to bring you aboard just because they like you. They know, like, and trust you. And they would trust going into business with you because they know you're not going to do them dirty and you're going to work hard and hustle to learn what you need to learn to make that business succeed. And so that's just one tip out of what I pulled from her story that you guys can take and and don't be scared of approaching people or build, building those relationships because you never know what is going to come about from the relationships that you're building, especially if you're having these conversations with people about how you want more and how you want to go into business and how you want to build. So it all comes around in full circle. So sorry, I just needed to throw that in it, there. It's all right. No, no problem. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Okay, perfect. So then what was the, I feel like if I keep asking you step-by-step what the next thing was and the next thing was, that could be three hours. I don't know. Jump to the next like impactful one or entrepreneurship type of venture that you were involved in. Something that you learned some lessons from, even if you're not still doing that now, just go to the next one that you think is worth sharing. Oh, absolutely. The next one I'll, I'll, I'll go into, but this was the most impactful in my life. Taught me the most. It taught me more about myself than anything in my community, I would say. The next one was Icons Magazine and IconsOnline.com. So I, I'll go back real quick. I always wanted a magazine. I wanted a publication, right? I come from the era of Word Up magazines and Vibe, the Vibe, and all these these, these urban hip-hop magazine um, lifestyle, you know, publications, right? So that's the area in which I came from. And I always thought it was really, really cool. So roughly around 20-something years old, I decided that, uh, well, I looked for it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm young, I'm queer, I'm Black, and I didn't find anything that kind of related to us, right? Or related to me, stories, people that look like me, and I wanted that. I really wanted that. So one day, I sat down and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. And it started with Icons Online. And what IconsOnline.com was, it was a, a, a platform where Black lesbians, right, Black queers can come and meet other Black queers. So it, 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 it served as like my space for Black lesbians, right? Okay. 
black and, and just a safe queer space, right? And, and yeah. it told you every like, so I, the, the way I set it up, it was like a, it was like a MySpace and maybe like a shade room together. Because of what I would do is I would talk about, that's what brought people to the website. Okay. Before I even created a profile and stayed on the website long was I brought people there because of news and entertainment that was happening in the community, black queer community. Okay. So once that came, then I was like, okay, I'm getting a lot of visitors. I need to find a way to keep them here. I want to keep us here, right? So I'm like, okay, let's let's do like a, a MySpace, right? Let's have these little rooms where they could talk. Maybe they could date and have people set up their profiles. So I went all into that and I put a lot of money into that. So what spawned off of that was Icons Magazine, right? So I was like, all right, I got the clientele. I think I'm ready to put out my first product, right? Mm -hmm. And that was my first product was Icons Magazine. And in my world, in my life, like it, it blew up. It really did. It, it blew up my first issue. I had a, a rap group, a hip hop group, a female hip hop group out of Yonkers, New York called Kim's Life. At the time, there was some that those were the people that I was looking at. Right. I was going to clubs. I was seeing them perform. I wanted to know more about them. Like, how did you get here? Right. So so I talked to them and I was like, you know what? I feel like that they are going to be the first. They're going to be on my first cover. They're going to be my cover artist. And we did that, 5,000 copies, printed it all with my own money, made the magazine in my home. I had to learn in design, learn Photoshop. I mean, I knew, it was some stuff that I knew from school, but because I wasn't using it as much, I had to relearn, right? So YouTube University got me through that. And I created the magazine and I was just so fortunate to have some people in the printing space who was able to print my, my samples so I could see where I was making mistakes, right? So my first sample, the font was big, right? I'm thinking 12 point, right? That's what mm -hmm. we type with in Word. It's huge. It's huge for a magazine. I mean, yeah. It was really big. So, and that's when I learned that it has to be eight point. It's very, very small. So when it goes to print, it looks regular. So it was just a lot of learning process. And we made it to five issues. We made it to five issues internationally distributed because I, I actually just went to distribution companies. Looked them, I went to one guy, I went to one guy by my job, had a magazine store, and I said, hey, can you put this in your mag, can you put this in your store? And he was like, yeah, he was like, listen, this is nice. Do you have a distributor? I was like, no. So he started tearing distributors off of the boxes that's coming in. It was like, hey, call these people. Wow. And see if they take your magazine. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I did that. I did that. And they were in Brooklyn, you know, warehouses in Brooklyn where these distributors were located. And I would go sit down with them and come up with some type of consignment deals. And that got my, my magazine on newsstands in Texas, Atlanta, Chicago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy how things just fall into place. Like you just see a need and you start fulfilling it. And that's like the ultimate, you know, occasion of entrepreneurs, like seeing yeah. a need and fulfilling it. Right. And the fact that like now you took those distributors and like got them all over the place, that's. That's great. Like yeah. a lot of people don't even take it to that next step. So ultimately, did you make money from that venture? Yes, I, I made money. Not a lot of money. Okay. So then it was, it was, now we go into the business part of it, right? So it's like, okay, I could produce this magazine. That's great. and create that. Now it's the business part of it. The money's coming in. Accounts wasn't, it, it just wasn't right. Everything's coming into my personal account, mm -hmm. which, which my rent comes out of and all my other utility bills come out of it. Um, the money just wasn't being allocated right. You okay. understand what I'm saying? And that's all on me, right? Yeah. Because I'm the, the, so I'm the head of the thing. 
So again, so I'm just kind of taking my savings and just reinvesting it into the business and whatever money's coming in, I'm reinvesting it into the business to the point where, you know, I, I was almost homeless, you know? <laughs> yeah, I could pay my rent. One, well, I mean, we, we had a, a one-year anniversary and I wanted to have the, the, the cover model at the time. She was a, a, an actress, Lachey Hecker, who was on the game at the time. And it was called The Sexy Issue. And we did this beautiful pinup model type of thing, 50s thing. And uh, so we decided to have a big party for it. And I mean, the, big, the party was bigger than I expected it to be. And I had to slide her in. I had to get her a hotel. I had to get a transportation. And, and that was my rent. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going to make this party happen because it's a celebration for us icons and for the community. And at the end of it all, I was, I was flat broke. That was my... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was flat broke. I think that was my fourth issue. And my fifth issue, I knew that was going to be a struggle to get my fifth issue together. And it was. And that was, I kind of knew in my head, if I didn't get things right, get an investor in, then it wasn't going to make it past the fifth issue. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. All right. So the thing is, like you said, that was a huge learning experience. You learned a lot about just that industry, about yourself, about the community, everything else that you need to do. I want to transition into the real estate portion and then also into the cars because we got to get some cars. But quickly, before we transition into that, what was your mindset to keep you going? Because if that magazine and you put your heart and soul into that, your last dollars into that, and it didn't work out, a lot of people will be like, oh, this entrepreneurship thing is a bust. I can't do this. Like that's, you know, it's for people who got a lot of money or got resources or that's, but that's not me. It didn't work. I tried, it didn't work. But why did, why did you keep going? What was your mindset around looking for the next thing? Because just going to work and coming home wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I, I, you know, and I always tell people at one point in my life, it was what I wanted to do. Like, I remember being a kid, not, not like, well, long story, I lost my mother at a young age, and it kind of was bouncing from home to home for a while. And I remember saying, when I grow up, I just want to have a nice job, a car, an apartment. That's all I want. Take care of myself. And I got that. I, I achieved that, right? Mm -hmm. So in, like, years, you know, maybe like five years into it, I'm like, this really can't be life. This, this can't be it. This is not. It's not, it's not sitting well with me. I know that there's more and I can be more, right? So that was it. Icons didn't work. Aries Entertainment didn't work. I just won't get, I just didn't give up. I didn't so much look for anything, to be honest with you. I just kind of went through life, regular, you know, mediocre, you know, very mediocre life, go to work, come home, until something stood out for me, right? I didn't look for the next thing. I didn't look up ways to make money. I didn't do any of that. I just wanted it to come to me naturally, just like icons came to me in somewhat Aaron's entertainment. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to save my money, put my money up. And when that time comes, I'll, I'll be ready. Hopefully I'll, I'll recognize what God is telling me to do. Okay. And so is that how was real estate that next thing or how yeah. did you get into real estate? Yeah, I think real estate was the next thing. I, I Again, I, I don't know nothing about real estate. I was jogging one day. I'm up in Rochester, New York visiting my sister like I always do and want to go out for a run, go out for a run. I see a house on a corner for sale. I didn't really think nothing of it. It was the, the, my wife at the time. She was like, we should look at that. And I'm like, for what? 
And she likes this. So we have a second, a place to come when we come up here. We come up here so often. And we're always staying with your sister. Maybe we can have our own place. I'm like, okay, that's not a bad idea. I look into it. So we look into it. We get the agent there. And when we actually walk, walk the property, it looked like a single family home. But what you got inside, they actually put an addition to it. About 700, 800 square feet where it served as a doctor's office. So as soon as I went in, I was like, wow, this is an interesting setup. If I can, I could probably rent this fucking renovate it. And I'm talking to a realtor. I'm like, what you think about that? She's like, yeah, you can make this into a two bedroom. And uh, again, I know nothing about real estate. So I know nothing about having to get it zoned, right? I have to go ask for permission to do this, okay? <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> I bought it, bought the place, very inexpensive. And once I decided, like, once I know how, what I can get for the rent, it was kind of like a no-brainer for me. I, again, I know nothing about real estate. All I know is, like, I asked her, how much is it going to cost me out of pocket to own it? Like $8,000. I said, okay, let's, let's do it. Once I got it, I renovated that side, like I said, got a two-bedroom, made it a two-bedroom, decided to rent it. And then on the other side, I put a family over there. My sisters were staying there for a short amount, amount of time. And next thing I know, I'm making like twice as much as the mortgage, right? Like cash flow, you know? And then I'm like, this is, this is, this is good. This is, this is okay. Let me think. Okay, I make X amount of dollars a month for my job. Um, almost at the half point with this one property, right? Two doors, one property. If I get five more of these, I, my job will be an option, like a real option. So that's then my mindset started going. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pick up one a year, right? I'm just gonna work hard. I'm gonna save all my, my overtime money. And I'm gonna just, in October, I'm gonna start looking for a house. Hopefully I'll close in December, right? That was my process. And that was in 2016, 2016, 2017, 2018. Thumbs up, right? One property a year. And then I'm like, this is moving too slow. Mm. <laughs> this is too slow. Wow. Yeah. Some people just aspire to one property a year. And you're like, that's too slow for me. It's too slow. It's too slow. It's not picking up. I want to make more. I want to be out my job. I really want this thing to be an option. I want to see if this works. And I started Googling how to make money in real estate. This is the first time ever Googling how to make money in anything, mm-hmm. right? How to make money in real estate. And I'm reading, 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 and then I see something about wholesaling. Wholesaling comes up. I'm like, okay, and I dive deep into that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm doing overnights at work from 7P to 7A, and I'm locked in to Phil Puskiaski, right? On YouTube, telling me about wholesaling. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is it. This is, this is what I'm going to do. And I buy into his program, $10,000, right? And then I do nothing. Oh. Typical <laughs> story. That is a story with so many of us. So one, the fact that you were not afraid to invest in your education and do, you know, go to that next level, put that 10K down, and then we spend that money and we still don't do anything. Why is that? <sighs> I'll tell you my story. I don't like getting hung. I, I don't like people hanging up on me. I don't like getting cursed out on the other end of the line. I hated it. I'm like not good in customer. I mean, I'm great at customer service. Let's just be clear. But that part of customer service yeah. is not my favorite part. It's really not. Cold calling was not. Cold calling, not man. It. I took it personal, you know? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm really here to help you. I'm really here to help. I promise you. No, you got a lobe on me. And I'm like, 
No, I'm not. But I am. I'm. I know what I'm here to do. I'm. I'm here to to see if this works for you, and it's gonna be a low ball. Right? I'm gonna start low. So I didn't like it. I didn't like it, and that's where I started to just not do the program. You know, and it was a great. It's a great program, and I'm sure if I did it, I probably would have been successful at it in that program. So long story short, I start put, putting things out. Hey, this is what I'm doing on social media. A friend hit me up and said, hey, I'm wholesaling too. And I'm in Jersey. Let's link up. So we link up and we become partners. Again, lesson, something that I didn't, right? I didn't research my partner. I didn't mm-hmm. see if our values aligned, mm-hmm. right? I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. see if we were out for the same thing. I'm literally out to help. My partner is more of like, they see the money, right? Like, and I get it. Right. Sometimes that's what we're driven by in the beginning. And sometimes it turns for us, but sometimes don't. But so it's like, okay, he wants the money. He wants to get these deals closed. And I'm like, okay, but I really want to help. So I don't want to turn away somebody who it might be a $5,000 assignment fee. I don't want to turn that away if we can help. Right. Yeah. Because I'm not in it for the money at that moment. Right. I have a great job. You know, I make good money. So no, I really want to help the people. So, we just wasn't clicking, you know, after mm-hmm. a while, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. It's just all right. And we decided that we would go out separate ways, you know. And plus my time wasn't, I, I didn't have the time that I thought I had, you know, when it came to this. So fast forward, I decided to give me a, a VA because I didn't want to do the cold calling. Trained a VA and it wholesaling off to the races of 2018. Did well. My first, our first assignment fee was about 20 grand here in New Jersey. Yep. My, our first deal. Nice. And see, look at that. This whole story is all about pushing through obstacles, like, and pushing through setbacks. Like, you just kept going, right? And like, to have, find, like, okay, I don't like the cold calling. That's like the book, Who Not How. So you're like, I don't like it, but who can I get to do it? Because that's a necessary component of making this business work, right? And so now you got the virtual assistant. They did it, because now... Like, they don't have that emotional attachment. They don't care. Like, this is about their paycheck. So mm-hmm. they need to just do it and get it done, right? And they don't got to take it personally. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm just I'm just the employee or I'm just paid to do this. I'm just helping, like, you know what I mean? So they have some way to defer that anger off onto somebody else until they find the person who is open to it and they can direct them to you. So that's a fantastic way to keep moving and pushing it through. Because I was going to ask how that happened. Because I'm like, I know you've done wholesale. So if you weren't doing the program, how did that transfer into now you've done done doing wholesales? So since 2018, about how many wholesales have you done? We've done upwards of about 12. Okay. 12 nice. We had, yeah, I mean, it, big paydays. I mean, our biggest payday was about 40-something, 50,000. Nice. Uh, we had one that was, and you know, you know what wholesale, I don't know if you, you know, anybody that knows. A lot of deals, some deals just, just don't fall through, right? You can have the biggest deal, one of our best deals. I mean, talking about over $100,000. Come to find out the seller wasn't honest with us. And they actually didn't own the property because they lost it in the tax deed. And we were, I mean, we, we were at closing. And we even had the buyer, once we found out, we told the buyer. And the buyer was like, I don't care. I'm going to, because it didn't show up on the, the title search. It didn't show oh, up. They were still the about to ask about title. Okay. Yeah, we ran title. They were still the owners, and that they the the the, the, the deed hasn't been transferred over. So when we did a little bit more research, we found out who the people were. We called them, and he was like, "Yeah, I haven't received the deed yet." And he had been closed on this property for over a year. 
Wow. Yeah. For over a year. And he still yeah, hadn't received just, a deed a year later. No. So the guy who owned the tax lien, was he willing to be the the seller to you guys or no? It just fell through. Totally no. It fell no. apart. Okay. He wasn't. We tried. Okay. It was okay. He got a full family for $15,000. I mean, it, it's a full family? Four. Four. For $15,000? Looking at what? Tax? You said tax lien? Tax lien. In Newark, New Jersey, beautiful part of Newark, New Jersey, by the way, beautiful house. And it was, it was, it was, oh my gosh, we was getting it for 50,000. Our highest was 180, was our, our highest offer that we were closing with. Yeah, I'm sorry. If I was that, the owner, I wouldn't have sold it to you guys either. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing. I can't even be mad at the brother. Can't be mad. Okay, so what? 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 People out there, you looking for side hustles. One, do wholesaling. I can't help you with wholesaling. I tried that and I wasn't good at it. Like I didn't think about getting the whole VA and doing all, I didn't do all the stuff. So no, don't go to me. Go to, go to A. And to me. look at tax liens. Cause you can get some yes. properties with that. Like I have a couple of eBooks on tax liens. Just try to focus and, you know, not chase the shiny objects. So I'm focusing on multifamily right now, but at some point I do want to look into those tax liens and deeds. So if anybody's interested, I'm offering to send you my ebook on tax liens and deeds. If you want that, just reach out, message me. You know, my contact information is always in the show notes. Okay, guys, don't kill me, but I'm going to have to cut this episode short. This is too juicy and we need to do this in a part two. So stay tuned for the next episode that airs and you can hear the rest of our conversation. Did you love this episode of Share the Wealth Show? Be sure to connect with Nicole by following her on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. If you picked up any of the gems that were dropped by today's guest, make sure you not only put them in your bag, but if you know of someone who would benefit from this information, don't keep it to yourself. Share the wealth and make sure to leave us a rating and review. We'll see you for next week's episode. Subscribe so you'll be notified. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.